0: Welcome to Zane's World. Today's episode is episode 5, and we're going to cover how Marvel is changing up their game. They are relaunching a bunch of their comics, um, as well as introducing a bunch of new ones, all for this big fall relaunch and retcon, um, now that we're in the midst of civil, or a secret war, and... We're getting a bunch of relaunches from old storylines. I felt it was prudent, especially with the Marvel's reveal of their covers and storylines that they're launching, to kind of give a small discussion based into it. What's interesting is I kind of loosely predicted back when they announced the retcon that we are going to get a lot of changes that make things more digestible when going from film to books, as well as rebrand many of their characters so that the film rights can actually be freed up on those characters. It's an interesting take. It's definitely a different way to go. And while I'm not a fan of shady business practices, I also understand that several of the companies that have had rights over these characters of Marvel haven't been the most kind in terms of releasing those characters for use. Marvel wants to tell the stories they want to tell and feature the characters they want to feature, but... Many of the other companies out there, Fox, Sony, Universal, they all own rights to Marvel's characters and haven't been the most forthright with those characters' rights. Um, Fox being the most notoriously bad about it and Universal actually being the most uh, well-mannered and well-behaved in terms of being amicable with Marvel's uh, needs and desires. So, without further ado, let's go on and get into all of the different relaunches, new storylines. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, the writer and artist working on it. Um, To be fair, going into this, I'm not a big artist guy. There's not many artists out there that truly grasp me and make me memorize their names and what else they've worked on. Writers, though, I'll talk a little bit more at length depending on who they are. So, here we go. Um, first up, we got the new Invincible Iron Man. Basically, the only tagline they can provide is Upgrade. That one's being written by Brian Michael Bendis, who is one of my all-time favorite comic book writers. And is the artist is David Marquez. And it looks good. I mean, I like that they're finally deviating away from the one version of iron man that we've seen on screen and film as well as in the comics for the past 10 years in terms of its shape and design. So stepping away from that is awesome. Finally. Um, it kind of calls back a little bit back to the Mark two armor from the comics in terms of the flat helmet face and all that, but it's definitely upgraded for a more modern era. should be really interesting to see that one play out. Then we've got a force. Number one, um, Marvel's tagline for that being a force to be reckoned with. G Willow Willis or Wilson. Wow. G Willow Wilson is writing that one, as well as the artist is Victor Ibanez, and I've I like Victor's work. Victor's uh, Victor Ibanez's work has been really great in the past. Here's hoping that it continues, as well as a, a force being a I don't know. It's it's a really interesting team. It's an all female team. It'll be interesting to see how successful this one winds up being because I'm all for more of this kind of behavior of putting the women out in the forefront. Just knowing that nerdy communities in general tend to be the weirdest when it comes to balancing fair play and sexism. Like, there's just levels of it throughout the community. So, it's just going to be really interesting to see how that one sells. All new, all different Avengers number one, uh, written by Mark Wade. Uh, The art is done by Adam Kubert, uh, Muhammad, or yeah, Muhammad uh, Asrar, and then uh, the cover artist is Alex Ross. Which Alex Ross's work has always been bar none, some of the most superb work I've ever seen in comic books. So that's really cool that they're they're rolling with him on the uh, cover art. I'm really excited for that. Uh, The team consists of Thor, which in this case, it's still female Thor. It's still uh, Jane Foster. Then there's Captain America. In this case, it is uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America, Iron Man, The Vision, Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Nova. Um, It's important to note that the Nova featured on this team is the child one the young, or I shouldn't say child, the teenager um, version of Nova. They are actually going forward with the well-known uh, Nova in the comics, as well as the more recently lauded child one, the, the teenager um, that was featured in the cartoons as well. Um, and then we got the Uncanny Avengers, number one, which will be right written by uh, Gary Dugan, and Artist is Ryan Stegman. Um, fighting for humanity, humanity, mutants, and Deadpool. Team consists of Spider-Man. This is traditional Peter Parker. Uh, Quicksilver, Brother Voodoo, Steve Rogers, Rogue, either Inferno or Human Torch, considering they've introduced Inferno to parallel the character that they also featured in uh, early in Aven- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 1. Could be either one of those. Uh, a new female character. And Deadpool. Yeah, this one should be really interesting. To see play out as well. Uh, we have, you know, Cap. Lost his abilities. Aged. To his full extent. And then his powers reactivated. So now he's just this really built. Old man. More representative of the. Uh, the age. The age he is you know it's it's different i'll put it that way because i can't say one way or the other on that one um how that's going to play out because i don't know what the real implications of that sort of morphosis is and it'll be interesting to see what implications there are considering he is old and he is superpowered at the same time and dealing with that the new female looks to be some form of Japanese masked assailant type. It'll be interesting to see what she does too. Um, she looks a lot like Katana from DC comics. Continuing on where we have New Avengers number one, written by Al Ewing, and the art is done by Gerardo Sandoval. It's penned as Avengers Idea Mechanics, we aim to help kind of a ploy on the whole. AIM, advanced idea mechanics, organization. Uh, the team consists of Sunspot, Squirrel Girl, Hawkeye, Songbird, Hulkling, and Wiccan. Sounds pretty good. It looks like it's kind of a mixture of the Young Avengers as well as a few other characters here and there. Yeah, looks pretty decent. Ultimates number one, written by Al Ewing again, and art done by Kenneth Rockefort. Um, ultimate problems need ultimate solutions. The team consists of Black Panther, Monica Rambeau, Blue Marvel, Miss America, Captain Marvel, and Galactus. Um, what's interesting about this is that the main Avengers is using Miss Marvel, which for those of you who don't know, is currently a an Arab girl who can kind of stretch and mold her body at will in different ways. Not, not in the Reed Richards type of way at all, but kind of similar size-altering abilities. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even know what to think about that, apart from the fact that I'm really excited to have Blue Marvel included. Yeah, Blue Marvel is a pretty cool character. I'm glad that they're going that route. But again, this team, consisting of primarily black characters, it seems odd that they're attacking the issues of minorities not being present enough in their comic books. With kind of having each team, for lack of better terminology or situation, represent one of those subcultures. And it could go either way. It just, this is the early viewing. It looks like several of the other teams are pretty well mixed. So maybe it's just here and there, but it is kind of just an odd fact. And then going on, we have. Doctor Strange, number one, written by Jason Aaron, art done by Chris Bacallo. Some surgery requires a scalpel, some need an axe. Um, this is kind of clearly a different Doctor Strange than went into Secret Wars. Secret Wars, Doctor Strange died very early on to Doom. This one, he kind of looks, I don't know, it's hard to say, because he has like a cape that is red with some fur. It reminds me of Thor whenever he's in his more Asgardian kind of guys in the comics. So, I don't know. He has a battle axe. It'll be a very different kind of Doctor Strange. Much more physical, I think. Captain Marvel, number one. Written by Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas. Art done by Chris Anka. Uh, Captain Marvel Rises is the tagline. I don't know. This one, I've been all for Carol Danvers embracing her new identity and the actual fact that she is a captain like she's an actual captain in the air force so that's been really cool so it'll just be interesting to see how that one progresses too then we have Sam Wilson Captain America number one written by Nick Spencer art done by Danielle Asunya. who do you stand with is what it says and then the cover shows a torn photo of the Falcon and Steve Rogers as Captain America in the background Rogers and Wilson as Captain America this time uh, walk in opposite directions in the foreground, showing that they obviously have some form of dispute and their friendship is no longer amicable. I feel like this does have a role to play in that Roger's handed over his role to Wilson. In addition, he now has his powers back and he's just having to operate under S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point. Uh, then we also have The Totally Awesome Hulk, uh, written by Greg Pack Art by Frank Cho, who is the Hulk, is what it says, and the Hulk's face and left hand are blacked out on the cover. Um, With a name like Totally Awesome, this should just be a really quirky and oddball series. Hopefully it'll just be fun. Next we have The Mighty Thor. The Flash may be weak, but the thunder is strong. Written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dodderman. This is, again, kind of dealing with Jane Foster being in the role of Thor. I don't know. I don't really know what to think of it. I'm still not a huge fan of that changeover in the way that it was handled. Mostly on Jane Foster's part because she really wasn't doing... She hadn't been appearing in comics for several years and then just popped up as Thor one day. So it was kind of weird. Scarlet Witch number one, written by James Robinson. Art by Kevin Wada. Singred. She has a new costume. She looks a little bit more Eastern european which is fitting because that's where she's supposed to be from. Yeah, it'll be good. Miss Marvel number one, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Takeshi Miyazakawa, or sorry Miyazawa, and Adrian Alfona, cover art by Takeshi Miyazawa, tagline, crushed it. So that'll be, you know, she gets her own series, which that's been a really fast-selling series for Marvel consistently, so that one's good. Uh, then we got Illuminati number one. Written by Josh Williamson. Art by Sean. There's no last name listed. Just Sean. Uh, Cover art by Riley Rosmo. Forever Evil is the tagline. And the team clearly features the Red Hood. Uh, Other members are smaller and silhouetted. Absorbing Man is recognizable by Ball and chain. Other members appear to be Black Ant, Titania, and Mr. Hyde. Titania and absorbing man have always had an on again off again situation so that makes sense red hood has been a problem since the last time marvel went with the all new all different tagline or maybe it was no it was heroes united or something like that uh 2010 so he's been a primary threat like this level for a long time um then we got hawkeye number one titled hawkeye versus hawkeye written by jeff lemire art by raymond perez um both Hawkers appear noticeably aged on the cover. Clint, in particular, is sporting a white beard, several new lines on his face, as well as uh, the young girl. She uh, She's now more of an adult, so time has passed. What's convenient about this retcon is that it also seems to realign the young Avengers into their adult personas and where they should be at as adults now so that should be really cool to see play out considering they've been considered young avengers and teenagers for so many years then we have ant-man number one once a criminal written by nick spencer art by raymond rosanas cover art by mark brooks yeah new ant man book looks like they're bringing back uh scott lang just to kind of mirror the movies you know push that angle uh, then we have The Vision, number one, written by Tom King, art by Gabriel H. Walta, cover art by Marcos Martin, a bold new vision for the Marvel Universe. Eh, he's popular now, needs to sell, strike while the irons are hot and all that. Contest of Champions, number one, uh, written by Al Ewing, art by Paco Medina, When Heroes Gather, that one... That one looks interesting because it shows the last generation of Marvel heroes kind of locked up in these pink crystals. Maybe it's the current gen, current gen of Marvel heroes that are about to launch in this fall. And then it features Hulk wearing Iron Man's armor, wielding Cap's shield. On his back looks to be maybe Valkyrie's sword. And then it shows Gamora and Venom fighting. And he clearly has some sort of Caesar-type role. He has his thumb out, you know, the whole up and down for live or die. But it's Bald Hulk with a beard. So it should be really... I picture that one playing out a lot like Avengers Academy did near the end when it was copying the Mockingjay series and that whole thing. So, I don't know. It should be... I'm curious of it, I'll say that much. But it'll be a short run, and it'll probably end mid-summer next year. Um, Then we have Amazing Spider-Man number one. Your friendly neighborhood just got bigger. Uh, Written by Dan Slott, art by Giuseppe Camuncoli, and cover art by Alex Ross. Um, Spidey's got a tweaked-out suit, uh, new emblem. The new emblem kind of has a glowing blue-green tone to it. Um, There's an Easter egg in the the cover art, at least right now, and that features... the Spider-Mobile, as well as more of a... 70s spy film kind of angle. I don't know. That one I'm actually rather curious of, because they're using old designs in terms of... like... Art-wise, because they had they brought back his web, uh, armpit webs, and they've really they've gotten Alex Ross to do the art for the cover, and it really looks like they're trying to push that classic feel on you to really kind of just make you feel like this is the original, this is the true first. Don't worry about it, kind of thing, which I think is good because they're trying to reassure fans that when they do Spider-Man proper, it'll be done right. And then we got Carnage number one written by uh jerry conway and art by mike perkins cover art by mike del mundo descent into madness it features uh kind of carnage's head with a giant like what looks like a subway track going down into his mouth sorry mine cart not subway cart but yeah kind of going down into his mouth carnage books storylines are always really cool but they're good in shorter versions varieties um You know, five to eight issues. So, I don't expect that one to run on too long, honestly. And then we got Spider Woman number one. uh, Written by Dennis Hopeless. Art by Javier Rodriguez. Uh, Parent by day. Hero by night. Uh, Jessica Drew is pretty obviously pregnant. Like, nine months pregnant on the cover. So, I guess they're going to deal with uh, her being a mother now. Which could generate the kind of change the character needs because it was probably growing stale after about 20 years. So that makes sense. Uh, then we got Spider-Man number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pacelli. This is Ultimate Spider-Man, continued. He is now Spider-Man in this universe, just standard, like, it, may, it would make no difference at this point. I love, I love every interaction between the Spider-People in general and it looks like marvel's injecting their universe with a whole crap ton of that carried over from the uh spider verse event storyline because uh, next up we have spider gwen written by jason latour uh art by robbie rodriguez um This is the Spider Gwen that was introduced during Secret War or during Spider Verse, and it does feature the fact that Gwen experienced Peter's death in the same way that Peter in main six one six universe experienced Gwen's death. Um, In this case, though, with Gwen, Peter became the Lizard and died, so they both have that little bit of guilt that will live forever inside of them and they have to deal with it. Um, next up, we have Silk number one. Uh, the Sinister Silk is what it's titled. Uh, Robbie Thompson is the writer, and art done by Stacy Lee with cover art, Helen Chen. Uh, Silk appears to be robbing a bank on the cover. Um, they're obviously setting up for some form of controversy from the get-go. Should be good. Really interesting that they're going from that angle to start with, though. I'm kind of curious now. Then we have Spider-Man 2099, number one. Written by Peter David. Art by Will Slinley, Uh Cover art by Francesco Matina. Um, Smack to the Future is the, the title. He has a brand new costume that is super cool. White, black and red. Futuristic looking. Kind of a take on the classic 2099 costume, but totally good new flair so excited for that one um next up we got web warriors number one writer is mike costa uh, art by david bildian cover art by julian uh Totino tedesco they're continuing the spider-verse storyline as defenders of said spider-verse storylines cover features a few they include spider gwen spider-man noir spider ham Spider-Man India, Spider-UK, and Spider-Girl Anya Corazon. Should be really good. I'm curious of those. I really have always enjoyed those like universe-hopping, multi-angle storylines because you can get more variety going more quickly. And I'm rather excited for that one. Um, Next up, we got Daredevil number one, Devil's Apprentice. The cover kind of shows Daredevil's Apprentice's Gambit. In addition, Daredevil is also wearing a costume akin to his uh, Shadowlands black costume with red D's and eyes. I'm extremely curious. The writer is Charles Soule, Soule, uh, an art by Ron Garney. Really cool idea. Uh, Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Valerio Schietti. Uh, the raccoons in charge is the title and uh, the team consists of rocket raccoon Groot, Drax, Venom the Thing and a woman in Star-Lord's costume uh, probably Kitty Pride. so what's interesting about this is you got Venom part of the team which is the carryover from the past year, year and a half or so when he joined then you have the Thing which is really interesting pulling him away from Fantastic Four Kitty Pride wearing a second Star-Lord costume. Kind of makes sense, actually. And then, you know, most profitable characters from that franchise, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, and Drax. Then we got Drax number one, which is written by CM Punk with Colin Bunn, and cover art by Ed McGinnis. Uh, It's called Best in the Galaxy. It seems like that's going to be kind of more of a Wolverine-esque style adventure, where he kind of just goes off on his own and is a rough and tough, you know, kind of guy out in the wilds of space, just doing his thing, fighting a lot, honestly. Then we have Howard the Duck, number one. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Joe Quinones. Howard the Duck, always been weird, always will be weird, kind of forever. Uh, Then we have Nova number one, the family business cover art shows Sam Alexander with an adult Nova, possibly his father. Um, Like I was saying, I think that's either going to be his dad or they're going to pull the old classic Nova back and have him train this young, you know, Sam Alexander. Uh, Written by Sean Ryan, art by Corey Smith, cover art by Umberto Ramos. Then we have Star-Lord number one, written by Sam Humphreys and Dave Johnston. This is traditional Star-Lord, Peter Quill. So, there you go. Title being, feels like the first time, feels like the very first time to quote the song. And then, next up, we have Venom Space Knight, written by Robbie Thompson. Art by Ariel Olivetti. Sometimes a hero needs a little space. And it's kind of fitting. Venom, the, the symbiote, is from space. Why wouldn't he go on Space Adventures? And since they are relaunching Rom the Space Knight, it would tie in that Venom's going to have some storyline there, too. By the way, the Rom Space Knight is not featured on here. That is from a different report. I just remember seeing that one. I can't remember who's the writer or artist on it, but it looks like it'll be good. Um... We have Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is kind of tongue-in-cheek, as uh, the Howling Commandos, in this case, are all monsters. Hence, the Howling. Uh, to fight the monsters of the world, we need the monsters of the night. Team consists of Dum Dum Dugan, Monkey, Man-Thing, Werewolf by Night, Manphibian, Zombie, Jasper Sitwell, and a few others. Yeah, this one's really going to be quirky, weird, and awesome. I love Dum Dum Dugan, and he's leading the team. This one's written by Frank Barbier art by brent schoonover uh we have agents of shield number one written by mark guggenheim art by mike norton uh keep keeps your friends close and your enemies closer uh you know this is the continuation of the television series and broadens their spectrum and what storylines they can approach so you know that's good Uh, Uncanny Inhumans number one, written by Charles Soule, uh, art by Steve McNivvy, Nick, wow, McNiven, Steve McNiven, uh, the Silence is Broken team consists of Black Bolt, Medusa, Reader, Triton, the Human Torch, and Beast. Again, pulling two, uh, X-Men over to kind of become part of their team. Then we have Karnak number one. The Flaw in All Things, written by Warren Ellis, art by Gerardo Zafino, cover art by David Aya. Don't really know what to expect from that one, so. Uh, Angela, Asgard's Assassin, uh, written by Marguerite uh, Bennett, art by Kim Jacinto and Stephanie Hounds, cover art by Julian Totino Tedesco. Um, Hell hath no F- H- Hell hath new fury. Interesting because it looks like the first storyline is going to deal directly with Hell and her realm. So, uh, then we have Squadron Supreme number one, uh, written by James Robinson, art by Leonard Kirk, and cover art by Alex Ross. Soul survivors of their own worlds, they'll do anything to protect this one. This features characters like Hyperion, who is a basically Marvel's Superman, um, and several other characters of that quality. The The last of their kind kind of situation. And they'll do anything to protect Earth. Then we got Extraordinary X-Men number one. Written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, Art by Umberto Ramos. Still hated, still feared, still standing. Uh, Team consists of Storm, Iceman, Colossus, Magic, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Still Young, and Old Man Logan. This one's going to feel most like your traditional X-Men storyline, I feel like. Because it's mainline Storm, Iceman, Colossus, Magic, Um, it's Age of Ultron, or not Age of Ultron, sorry, Age of Apocalypse, Nightcrawler it's a young Jean Grey from the past and then it's Old Man Logan from the future, so you've got a really solid balance of past and future mixed in with alternate timeline mixed in with main universe, so I think it'll get really good then there's Uncanny X-Men number 1 written by Colin Bunn uh, uh, art by Greg Land Bigger threats require more threatening X-Men. Uh, team consists of Magneto, Psylocke, Sabretooth, Mystique, and Phantom X. We have three, four more. There's all new X-Men, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Mark Bagley. Uh, on a mission to make their own future, team consists of X, X-23's X version of Wolverine, uh, Young Cyclops, Young Angel, Young Iceman, and Young Beast. This is the rest of that youth team teaming up with... The new Wolverine, and that's pretty cool. Then we have Old Man Logan number one, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino. Older, wiser, sharper. I'm really excited for that. I'm actually extremely excited. I loved the Old Man Logan single storyline, and seeing that character live not in that apocalyptic wasteland but in our modern Marvel universe will be really interesting. And then we have All New Wolverine, written by Tom Taylor, art by David Lopez. Best there is at what she does. It's X-23. Pretty fucking cool. Stoked. Lastly, we have Deadpool number one, written by uh, Jerry Dugan. Art with uh, Mike Hawthorne. Cover art by Tony Moore. Uh, more Deadpool than you wanted. This is just a atypical Deadpool uh, relaunch. He's a very high seller. I don't see that storyline ending anytime soon. So... These are all the ones that have been announced as the the series that are starting. 45 new series. Like I was saying, most of these are actually just going to bring the representations on screen to a more comparable level with those off screen. Um, to help unify the, the cartoon animated series as well as the films. I'm very excited for all of these. Um, it's a bold move though. I mean... I know they're trying to eliminate Fantastic Four as a series, kill Fantastic Four because they they understand that X-Men is something they need to provide for a while, not let Fox know what they're kind of doing, at least not so blatantly. Um, You will probably not see any more X-Men figures being created, at least for the next several years. But Fantastic Four is done for now, Um, completely done. They split the team up. Um, I foresee that we'll we'll get some mentions of a Reed Richards and A Sue Storm here and there. Um somewhere featured in storylines, but currently there's no Reed Richards. Yeah, I I'm pretty excited though. These changes are kind of needed. They really shove the, the old characters into the modern era. It's a little cumbersome, but it gets there. It gets there and it's gonna get going, I think. Yeah, really stoked. We'll wind up seeing references to him in some capacity, I'm sure, but seeing as how we're running forward with other characters without their teams, it'll be really interesting to see it develop. But with that, guys, I'm going to have to call it. uh... Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Up shortly should also be an episode recapping, highlighting, and reviewing E3 reveals. Remember, you can always like us on Facebook, Follow us on Twitter. You can now subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, You can find us over at SoundCloud, uh, whichever way you want to find us. Um, We also feature a full news article and reviews over on our site, geekdomination.net. Remember, it's facebook.com slash geekdomination. You can always email us at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, we'll see you next week then.